All right, sweet. Here we go. Hey, Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a coot or not? That's the question. There's many things you can do to receive that label. So stay tuned in because Coach Evan and I are going to be talking about three kooky things that you can stop doing today. If you've ever cooped it or just like to laugh when other people do, stick around. This podcast is just for you. If you don't know by now, us surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it because we all kook it at some point. So hang on to your swimmings and get ready to learn. The Kookcast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, checking in from La Miss. And we started the surf coaching and education program, the Surf Continuum. So uh, we got some kooky things to talk about today, Coach. Always a good thing to nip in the bud. <laughs> yeah, to learn them as soon as possible so you, instead of becoming a bad habit, which uh, number one on our list could easily become a bad habit as we know uh, a few of these surfers ourselves. And, uh, and that's the loud kook. Um, <laughs> whether it's uh, from being overly stoked and just you know letting out every little yelp, every little ounce of excitement, uh, to the angry kook who just can't stop shouting at people for even just the smallest things. Um, right, just, the, and just making like too, just making so much noise, just like going for a wave, or he's either going for a wave and straining so hard and being so loud or missing the wave and cursing and yelling or right. something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's not even limited to uh, just shouting, but just making noise, like you said, you know, um, just the, the, the exasperations and the, the, the frustrations audible, you know. <laughs> it shouldn't um, be that hard. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> right, and that's kind of like the one of our goals with our teaching, with our education, is to show you how to make surfing easier. Uh, and not that it's always easy, and in fact, it's mostly hard, actually. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, keep it keep it to a low volume, keep the frustrations internal if you can, and it's it's just a style thing, really. But it's also other people's sanctuary out there in the lineup. And, uh, you know, it's like going into church. If you're frustrated with God, you don't have to go into church and start screaming at him, uh, you know, and ruin other people's great day or great service or, you know. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. You just you just kind of want to not disturb anybody else's peace out there. And and um, it's, that's basically it. I mean, it's just pretty straightforward, you know. I kind of got a I got a story for for being like this the too loud freaking super stoked kook in the lineup all and right people let's hear kinda, it kind of hating on you for it <laughs> um because like you might be having a, a banner sesh but other people might be having a super frustrating session so it's almost like rubbing it in and um i just there was there was a session out in montauk where the surf was just going going richter it was so clean and beautiful there was only like 10 guys out and I couldn't contain myself. I was hooting so loud, like <laughs> paddling back out. I remember hooting so loud. I could hear it like reverberate off these massive walls of water and like coming back, back towards me. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm pushing it, but I don't even care. Cause I'm, you know, this like mother oceans putting on a show and, um, and anyway, so like some of the locals kind of got pissed that I was, for one, hooting so loud and catching catching a lot of waves, and 
I ended up getting burned, like, like uh, fully burned by one of the local guys j just basically because he was pissed that I was catching so many waves <laughs> and then I was being so loud and, and I was surfing without a leash and I took like a really late drop and so I wasn't really looking down the line. I was looking just kind of down at the front of nose of my board just at the landing just barely yeah at the landing and then as i came up and like picked my head up to look down the line this other surfer just like came right across my line and just like basically i don't know how it didn't hurt me but like right across my shins like Ooh. like my my shins hit his board and we both went down in like a heap right on top of each other and it, it just stunned me so hard. Like I didn't, I didn't know what the hell it was. You know, if it was like a, a seal or a dolphin. <laughs> like I don't know what it was. Um, and I just came up, and I couldn't, like I couldn't believe that it was another person, and they dropped in on me like that, and and straight up hit me and took me out. But I wasn't really worried about them. I was more worried about my board, right? Because I wasn't wearing a leash, and the surf was big, and so I like. I looked at him with my eyes were just like so huge. Like I wanted to scream at him and ask him what was going on, but I was more preoccupied with the board. And I turned and I looked looked at the wave as it was like going down the line. And then I see my seven six single fin like spin out the back, like it caught the wind just right, and it just fluttered out the back of the wave and was like coming back towards me. And I just put my head down and just started stroking and went and snagged the board right before I got hit by another whitewater. But that's that's my little story of damn getting too excited and then having a local be like, oh, I'm gonna put an end to this real quick. <laughs> um, so I, I did go out there and I asked the dude, I was like, what's going on? And he's like, that's what, hap that's what happens when you take too many waves or something. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that's how it actually went down. I'm like, oh, so that's how it's going to be. And he's like, yeah, that's how it's going to be. And I just paddled. I'm like, the takeoff spot's up there at the top of the point. He was, he was like sitting right in the middle of the, of the point, you know, and that's when he, that's when he dropped in on me. But it was, um, it was pretty wild. Wow. It's, it's first and only time it's ever happened to me. Wow. I'm pretty sure it was because I was too stoked and I was too loud. Yeah, sounds like it. But that's cold-blooded. <laughs> it was. Damn. But, uh. I mean, talk about kooky things to drop in on somebody and then to make both of you go down. That's, I'd be, like, kind of embarrassed about that. <laughs> oh, definitely. Jeez. Um. <sighs> All right, well, moving on. Uh, so point number two with kooky things that you can stop doing immediately uh, is bailing, jumping, uh, or ditching your board, basically. Um, pretty bad behavior, especially because, you know, when we record these podcasts and, and these episodes, we're thinking of beginners in mind. We're not talking about, like, 20-foot waves at Mavericks, you know, or giant cleanup sets. We're talking about two to three foot. Maybe you're out there on a big day and it's four foot none of which constitutes bailing your board. All of those situations, you can hang on to your board. And, and if you can't, then, then, you know, like we always say, then maybe it's a little too big for you and you need to question whether you should be out there or not because uh, you're not entitled to just paddle out on any day that you, can, that you can paddle out on if you can't hang on to your board while you're out there. That's so. the goal. It's just to, just to be able to maintain control of your equipment at all times. Uh, it gives you such a confidence when, when you kind of commit to doing that you know, use use a leash, strap up with a leash, but act like it's not there. Right. You know, like 
just keep training yourself to do a proper dismount at the end of your wave. You know, it's easier just to jump off your board. That's why everybody does it. Right. They just jump off their board and then roll around in the white water for a second and then come up, reel your leash in and hop back on. Um, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to control the board at the end, straighten out, you know, do a hard carve and straighten your nose out towards the beach and get low and get ready for the white water to kind of push you from behind and then let the white water dissipate a little bit and sit down on the board and turn around. This is like if you're riding a longboard at, at a, you know, novice level. Yeah. Or, or, you know, doing a proper kick out. I mean, that's that really shows that you have some some control of your board and it puts you in back into the lineup quickly and, and set up for another wave. So just um, so important to to hold yourself to a higher standard, really. Yeah, totally. And and the reasons for it is many, you know, for, for keeping control of your board, you know, safety and, and just style and and then efficiency. You know, it really is more efficient to stay with your board. I think one of the reasons that people jump off their board at the end of a wave instead of straightening out and dismounting or kicking out is because they feel like if they just stop moving towards the beach as soon as possible, they'll stop themselves from having that extra bit to paddle. Whereas in reality, I, I don't, I mean, I guess it depends on how long you're riding out the whitewater before you dismount, but you're much faster staying on your board, riding the wave in a little bit further towards the beach, straightening out and dismounting, turning around and paddling back out than you are if you get off of your board. Now you're dealing with a wipeout instead of a controlled dismount. Then you have to come up and reel your board in by the leash. Meanwhile, more waves are coming, so maybe you have to deal with that one on your head without being on your board still. Do that whole situation over again, and then finally, hopefully, get back on your board. Meanwhile, the person who straightened out went a little bit further towards the beach and dismounted properly is already paddling back out through that second wave that's right behind the one you were just riding. Um, so even if it's not faster, which it usually is, it's way more stylish, way more graceful, and just way more proper. And it so what you were just saying that I can I can visualize it is like if you if you get closed out by a section and then you jump off your board right away, you end up. St- like you're in the impact zone you know you come mm. up and you're in the impact zone whereas if you would have straightened out and gotten low and gotten blown in towards the beach a little bit where the where the wave energy dissipates then then you're in there and you know it's just small little white waters that you're having to deal with instead of the impact zone where the set waves are 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 breaking yeah that's um, a really good point not only set waves are breaking and impacting but like surfers are you're much closer to where a surfer is going to be right. riding a wave and if they're like, say for instance, maybe they're hitting the same section you did and the wave closed out, so they're veering away from that section to straighten out like you should have, and there you are just floating in the impact zone, disconnected from your board, uh, it's just a bad situation, you know? And, and if you just keep doing it, you're bound to discover why we're advising you not to do it. Um, and that's bailing at the end of the wave, so, or jumping, you know? But there's also the instance of, you know, what we call the Mav dive, the Mavericks dive off your surfboard when a wave is so big, there's just no way through it. So you have to get off your board and dive down. That's not any of you. <laughs> That's not even us. You know, we right. don't deal with waves that big. And, and you, you know, sometimes wave are big enough to, to rock you when you're going through them. It's still better than being disconnected from your board. It's better for your equipment, you know, like that's boards can get really rocked. Like say if it, even if it's two, two foot and it's, and you're on the inside sandbar, 
you know, your board's a lot safer. Like a big nine foot board can get snapped right there on that little inside bar. Totally. You know, like hold on to your board. Don't let it get away from you. Um, on the inside, that's that's one of those places that can really surprise surprise you like you turn your back on the ocean right right when you're on the inside and you can get you can get thumped in you know six inches of water and it can it can be an issue you know like the board can come back into you uh i've had friends get really actually injured way way worse than they they would have out on the outside when it's six foot as opposed to when they got hurt just walking in from that session in the in the little impact zone yeah a little shore break so yeah, it's like just con- another reason. It's like concentrated power in there, you know. Yeah. But um, so I have a I have a funny story about bailing a board. So before I realized, this is like a lot has to do with your inspiration on me. Uh, uh you know, with this uh, taking care of your board and your equipment, even at the end of your wave. Because actually, when you look at surfing and even pros, they are kind of bailing their board at the end of waves. They just jump off or step off their board and you know, we're really kind of disagreeing with that and saying like, don't do it. I know the pros do it. Don't do it for your safety, for your style, for, for your, you know, all of those reasons don't do it. So anyway, before I realized that, you know, I should be trying to keep control of my board. I remember just one, uh, one out of the million times that I was bailing my board at the end of a wave, I straightened out and I was just going for the old step off, you know, just step off the board and kind of, you know, seat, have a seat into the water, you know, or just pencil dive off. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the way that the wind caught the board and and the way my weight tipped the board over as I was stepping off it, I guess I should have just stepped off on the other side of the board. I wasn't thinking too deeply about how I should bail my board. But I stepped off on the side of the board that lifted the outside rail to the wind, caught the board, and it like flew up under me as I was what I was hoping to step into the water. Now the board is back under me, and I pretty much sat on it and straddled the rail and man, it could have been so much worse than it was, thank God. But I just had this like cringing moment on my way down after it was too late to do anything about it, thinking that I was gonna really ring the bell. No more, no more babies. <laughs> no, no more babies. Uh, thank God. So that, that that's uh, that's one reason not to bail your board. Um, yeah. So I think we covered that pretty well. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. All right. Moving on to the last point kooky things that you can stop doing today and uh this third one is uh sitting on someone's peak shout out to jackie baby for giving us this one that's a pretty kooky thing that you should not be doing um but basically we're talking about when you show up to the beach and you know particularly a beach break where there's peaks all over the place waves everywhere and maybe there's a guy sitting on that particular peak over there wherever that may be so you suit up grab your board walk down the beach to that guy and paddle straight out to his peak and sit there right with him when there's equivalent peaks up and down the beach. And it's, it's a kooky thing to do. You know, you should, if you're looking for a friend, maybe start off on another peak and give a little wave or, or try and figure out their attitude about having another surfer out there. Right. Because some people really enjoy surfing by themselves. Exactly. If, if they want a friend at all, you know, a lot of people, enjoy surfing alone like that's that's their thing right and they they search places out like empty beach breaks that not everybody else wants to surf that's maybe more difficult to go find a decent wave but at least you don't have a lot of people to deal with um and it's just it's just a sure sign of somebody who doesn't really know the the culture 
uh, of surfing or or any etiquette really. It's bringing up a little like this is a little kind of on the same topic, but a little bit off topic. But just like if you if you are a group of friends and you're going to surf a spot, that's another that's another kooky thing to do is just like all paddle out there and be frothing for waves and be sitting right on the main peak like just just be cool about it and spread out your group like stagger when people paddle out like you're basically trying to fool the crowd that you guys are not together right you know like (laughs) you guys should be like you're you're better off one you know one-on-one being being single surfers as opposed to being a pack of three three people you know like locals don't like that people don't like three people paddling out at the same time you know so that's that's another touching on that subject of of cooking it and and paddling out and sitting right on a group of people especially if you're more than one person yeah the, the just the congestion of people on a on a peak is is just the general topic here and uh, and we try our best as surfers to respect other surfers that have found their own peak and to respect the locals who uh, kind of surf it all the time on their own or, or what have you. Uh, and then just keep things spread out, especially, especially if there's peaks up and down the beach. You know, this is kind right. of all under the assumption that there are options. Sometimes there's not options and then, damn, well then go sit on the shoulder and, and wait until, you know, the, the first surfer gets their wave off the peak and then kind of creep up there and see if you can snag one while they're paddling back out, uh, I guess. But, uh be careful be careful you know you you really got to show respect in surfing and people put a long time and a lot of effort into becoming a good surfer and surfing on their own so having you just kind of stroll down the beach on you know totally out of the loop uh, and and then just sit on them is just just a sign of disrespect and, and kookiness right something you can stop doing today today so if you're not subscribed to the kook cast you're kooking it that's your bonus kooky tip. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, uh, all those things that you can do for a podcast to help them out and uh, make the show go on. Um, you can always write us an email and let us know something you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, we love reading those and, and getting some ideas from you guys because, you know, we, we talk about what we think you guys need to hear, which is mostly true. But it's also nice to hear what you want to hear us talk about and, uh, and cover those topics as well. Right on. Just a great cast. Just checking out the surf right now, getting ready to hit it myself. Yeah, what's, it, how, what's the surf report out there, Coach? What, what do you see? Oh, it's, 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 I don't even want to tell you. It's, ah. too, it's too good. It's like three to five foot. Uh, southwest combo swell, basically A frames. It's what time is it? It's 1:50 p.m. and it's still glassy. Damn. So. <laughs> Damn, I wish I could be there. It's tubing. Yeah, and it's tubing. Uh. Yeah, I got some good tubes this morning, and uh, like I said, it's just it's a rarity that it, the wind stays off it this long, and that you know the tide's good, you know, good throughout the day, and uh, there's nobody out, so I don't have to worry about going and sitting on anybody and pissing anybody <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, we won't keep you any longer. Go score and uh, get a barrel for me, please. You got it, Coach Chris. Good checking in, guys. Woo. Catch you next week. Oh yeah. Woo.